Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus. And here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools podcast and talk radio show. Brought to you by Caledonian Financial. We're going to have a great show for you today. We have with us City of Columbia Fire and Rescue, Hannah Miller. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So glad you come on the show. Hannah, you are the Community Risk Reduction Officer and Public Information Officer. Sounds like a busy job. It is, but I like to be busy. Yeah, and it sounds like my job, too. Very busy job. (laughs) Um, Next, I'm just going around the table here. We have Mason Potts. Mason Potts is a firefighter, two years now approximately, with the City of Columbia. Welcome, Mason. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. And then we have the initiator of bringing you all to the show today, Mr. Chris Chumley, firefighter and EMT. Welcome, Chris. Good morning, everybody. Man, I'm so glad you guys came to the show. We've had the fire department on the show before, and uh, Chief Ty Cobb was with us, and we talked a little bit about some things. But today, we really want to take a focus on how students can become firefighters, right? So I'm going to kick it right off here and ask the question about your program here that I've got this nice little brochure. It's called the Columbia Fire and Rescues Cadet Program. Um, it's a, I'm going to read a little bit here so people on the radio can understand in the podcast. is a unique blend of training designed to prepare future firefighters for the academic, emotional, and physical demands necessi- necessary to establish a successful career in the fire service. Man, there's no greater calling than to be a public servant. Believe me, I, I have many friends that have been public servants and everything. So first, I'm going to start with you, Hannah, and you can touch on this, but tell our listening audience a little bit about you so we know they know who we're talking to. Well, I will start off by saying I am Hannah Miller. I'm the Community Risk Reduction Officer slash Public Information Officer for Columbia Fire and Rescue. I coordinate all communications for the department and um, manage our pub ed program. I also um, facilitate getting everybody ready to come in and learn more about the fire service. And so that's what the cadet program is kind of all about. Really, the cadet program is the final step for students because you have to be 18 or older to participate in the cadet program. But it is a great way to transition into full-time firefighting. So in order to be a firefighter, there are several different steps you have to take. So getting your EMT license is step number one. All of our new firefighters have to have at least a basic EMT license before starting at the department. You can also go through EMT school through the cadet program. So how that works is you will attend class either during the day or in the evening, and Columbia Fire and Rescue actually pays you to go to class to get that license. You have to pay for the class up front, but the City of Columbia also offers a promissory note for that, so you can pay it back, and you're getting paid while you're in class. So you're getting paid hourly. Um, That sure makes it easy. Yeah, absolutely. Mason's over there chiming in with a head nod and going, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So after you finish EMT school, you will go for 15 weeks, and you'll also have to complete 96 hours of clinical rotations for the basic level license. Um, You will then be shipped off to the fire academy, where you will go through the 10-week 
Fire Academy and learn all about becoming a firefighter. Upon completion of the academy, you will have the option to be considered for a full-time firefighting position. And most of our cadets are hired on full-time. We've got one here with us today. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But Mason's, he's really interesting because he actually started at the fire service as an explorer, which is the step for students. So yeah, we're going to talk a little program, bit about that program too. Yeah. And tell our because that starts out when you're in school. Yeah, you can be as young as 14 years old if you've completed the eighth grade. So that's for students and young adults ages 14 to 20, and that's a great program. They meet monthly. They will cover all different topics in the fire service. I think the last class that they just did, they actually discussed rope rescue. It's it includes just about everything. It even goes over some of the medical stuff that you'll experience in EMT school. But the the one to really tell you a lot about that would be Mason Potts. He lived it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mason, you want to go ahead and uh, give us a little insight to the Explorer program? Yeah. So uh, the Explorer program, I actually joined when I was 15. Uh, I w- it was really neat to be uh, – I didn't know much about the fire service, so it was neat to hang out at the fire station and – Get to know the guys and kind of know what the station life is. Do they have a Dalmatian? No, that'd be okay, kind of well, cool. I've seen that on that TV, cool. I guess. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, um, we did a lot of training in the Explore program. We'd meet monthly, and every month we'd have a different topic to learn about. So, so you did you do anything like? Did you start this in eighth grade or? Uh, I was I was eighth ninth grade somewhere on there. On there, <laughs> yes, sir. And so that sparked your interest. You took the Explorer program, yes, and then you decided to pursue a career as a firefighter. Yes, sir. Noble. I love it. Yeah. It was- <laughs> Mr. Chumley, what are, you, what are your thoughts about this type of program in our school district? I know that there are many opportunities for our students in Murray County Public Schools, but to be able to do something like become a firefighter, I mean, it's things that little kids, like when I was a little kid, dreamed about doing. Right. Okay. This is a reality. It can happen, right? Right. So just like the military will go to schools and set up their booth, we may do the same. The Explorer program and the cadet program are ways and and it gives you an opportunity to get in to see if you like it or not. So you don't have to jump headfirst into a full-time career. You can learn from a young age. Is this something I want to do? You may enjoy the medical side more and go for an EMS career instead of a fire. So it it opens the door to opportunities to give these kids something to start teaching them where they want to go. Yeah. Because I know when I graduated high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so this is an opportunity to start teaching kids at a young age. You mentioned EMS, but you are an EMT. Can you explain the difference? So Columbia Fire and Rescue, not only do we run fire alarms and structure fires, we also run medical calls. Okay. And so we provide an ALS uh, program to the city. And we can run medical calls also with running. We may run a structure fire later that day. Okay. EMS, the EMS side, like at Murray EMS, they will be just on the medical side. So they wouldn't be able to, say, cut people out of cars or go into structure fires. It would just be the medical side. Just strictly medical. If I may interject, Jack, uh, the EMS then is what we would 
for us lay people, I guess, would be the ambulance the service. Ambulance service. Okay, right. and then you're the you're the rescue bunch that, that comes in and has to get people, extricate people out, hand them over to EMS and let them take them to the hospital. That's Is right. That, okay. So acronyms are great. <clears throat> EMS stands for Emergency Medical Services. And EMT stands for Emergency, Emergency Medical, Medical Technician. Technician. Okay, <laughs> so I, I love acronyms because we deal with them all the time, and I usually try to make sure people can hear what the acronym actually means. Um, that's interesting that, um, you know, you, you say you prepare this and send it to the, or have this in the schools, but you actually give them kind of a choice when they look at this in the school age to say, hey, do I want to be a EMS or an EMT? And even though the program is geared towards being a firefighter, it, it, it gives you the ideas and, right. and helps you open up to different opportunities in public service. One thing about the fire service I don't think a lot of people realize, and this has not been such a recent transition, but it is moving more this direction, is the fire service is branching out a lot into the medical side of things. I would say that probably 75 to 80 percent of all the calls that Columbia Fire and Rescue runs are medical calls. So we respond to cardiac arrest. We respond to falls, wrecks. All yeah. kinds of stuff. And I can testify to that. My dad, he's uh, early 80s. He's pretty good, does pretty good, but he had a fall and he lives at home by himself. And I happened to be trying to get a hold of him. I couldn't. And I used his Alexa machine that he loved to listen to his country music on. Mm -hmm. And I said, Dad, are you okay? Because he could hear it in his entire apartment. He says, I've fallen and I can't get up. And that's cliche, of course. Yes. But <clears throat> the first people on the scene were the fire department. Mm hmm. And I stayed on the Alexa and talked and, you know, we got him to the hospital and he was fine and everything. Um, he did have a minor injury, but the fire department was the first people on the scene. The ambulance mm -hmm. did show up, but by that time, the fire department had pretty much evaluated what was wrong, what needed to be done and got him prepared for travel. We even have several paramedics on staff. Just about the only thing that we don't do is transport patients. Right. So the ambulance, that's why they, they still came after the fire department right. came and assessed mm -hmm. and, and yep. took him to the uh, the hospital. Yep. So that's very cool. And I'm very thankful. You know, I'm always thankful for public service officers. Um, you know, I'm also uh, associated with blood assurance, and we always try to recognize our public service people. And it can range from phlebotomists to firefighters to police officers. There's a large number of careers that are really servants to the public. And thank you for that and for what you do. And that's not my shout-out, by the way, because we will do our shout-out at the end of the show. Um, but is there anything else we'd like to share with the listening audience about that Explorer program? Because I don't know if a lot of our listening audience and, and school um, parents and stuff know about this. And it's really great that we have such a program. Anybody? Um, I think that it's important for kids to know about this because even if you don't want a career in the fire service, it's something great to be involved in. It's a great way to learn more about your community, learn more about this side of work, which, I mean, regardless of whether or not you want to pursue a career in the fire service, this is very valuable knowledge to have, understanding how this yeah. system works within your community. And it's fun. I mean, this past Christmas, for the Christmas parade, the Explorers actually got the opportunity to ride in the Christmas parade which they had a blast doing on they the fire get, truck 
They didn't ride on the fire oh, truck, <laughs> but they did get to participate and be representative of our department in the parade. And that was really exciting for them. I mean, these, these guys love getting out there and getting recognized, and it's, it's good for them. It's good, it's good community building. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask some more questions about the Explorer program, but I want to go back to that fire truck thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so cool that um, they're, they're just big beast machines. They look like, they are. you know, and, and they're vital in, in the job that you guys do. Like um, you have a, how many ladder trucks in the city? One big one? Well, we have one platform, which is the, the hundred foot ladder truck, truck one that stays at station one. Okay. We have truck two, truck three, and truck five. So they all have ladders, but the Correct. truck one is the, the truck one the is, is hundred foot. One? The other is 75, the big bucket on the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The big bucket. Yeah. And, and, and I, there's a TV show that I, I, I record. It's called nine one one emergency you know, yeah. show. And it's so much fun to watch because they do a good job of making it seem real, even though we know it's Hollywood and it's TV. Mm. But from what I've seen live, you know, in real and what I see on the <clears> show, I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So I really like the fact that um, when you get to become a fireman, you get to drive that big, big fire truck. And let me talk about driving big vehicles, big yellow school buses. Right. Yes. We need drivers. So, you know, and you can do it part time. You can do it between shifts, all that stuff. So anybody out there listening, we're always in the need for people that want to serve the students of Murray County Public Schools by becoming a bus driver. Had to get that in there. You can visit murrayk12.org to find out more. So in the Explorer program, it says in my notes here, they have to have completed eighth grade. Yes. So this is primarily for high school students. Correct. They must maintain a 2.0 grade point average, which is basically B or uh, better, right? Right. They need to be doing well in school. Um, They must attend meetings and training and monthly... On a monthly basis, they must be willing to assist with community-related functions. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So the Christmas parade is one example. Um, they were able to participate in that. But before that, we actually did um, the haunting in the district on the square. Oh, cool. And we had some explorers come in and help with handing out some candy to kids. And we've had them participate in some pub ed events. We recently had a car seat event because Columbia Fire and Rescue has a fantastic <coughs> car seat program. Where they do, you yeah. We need a replacement seat, yeah. or if you need one and you can't afford one and you're about to deliver, we will provide that for you. But we occasionally hold car seat events, and we've had the explorers come and help out with that. So, again, it gives them a chance to interact with their community. And, and this is their part of their volunteer work yeah. to be able to understand some of the things. Exactly. Because you just don't always go put out fires and rescue somebody that needs medical. Right. I mean, you do a lot of things in the community. I've known Chief Ty Cobb for probably 20-some years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we met when I first came to Tennessee. And before he was a a firefighter, uh, I think he was something to do with the um, sheriff's department or something. But he's always told me about the things that he likes doing, like the public service things, the public um, pub ed program. Mm -hmm. That's the public education program, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very important for people to understand that, yes, you're going to save lives. You're going to put out fires, but you're also, also going to be able to help in the community, right? Absolutely. I love That's that part of it. a huge part of what we do. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, you've, you started with, um, Columbia Fire just 
what, two years ago? It's been slightly over a year. Okay. And so like two weeks, a year and, and I, two weeks I've been here. I have seen you in the community do n- numerous things and um, broadcasting with a team of friends of yours. Yes. And, and so I feel that the city of Columbia and uh, the fire and rescue is uh, blessed to have somebody of your caliber to help them out. Thank she you. does a great job with video, doesn't she? Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, because we had um, a school event just down the road here. And she came and shot some video, and it was so good. Um, video is not my strongest point. I can do it. But, I mean, if you got Hannah around, you just say, hey, Hannah. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank thanks you. for that, Hannah. My pleasure. All right. Thank anything you. else on that Explorer program that you would like to give information on or tell about or a testimony? What, what did you experience that was the most fun part? Because you were in school when you first encountered okay. this. Yes, sir. So were there a lot of classmates that got involved also? Uh, yeah, I think when I went through it, like my first year, we had around eight or ten of us in there, in the whole class. And did some of these, I mean, obviously, some maybe some of these were your friends. Did they also pursue a career in fire? Uh, there was, has been anyone currently working here that's in the Explore program besides... Not that I know of. of. Not but from when you we have private. several cadets. Yeah, yeah. the cadet but program, we explore a bunch, but... But, uh, yeah, like uh, Hannah said, it's really good to know. Uh, it helps you decide if you want to pursue the career and pursue the cadet program even. So, And part of the reason why we probably don't have as many that went through the Explorer program is that we did, unfortunately, have to shut the program down last year. Due to COVID. Due to COVID. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think um, that's going anywhere. So we're, we're going to adjust as a society to live with this and mm-hmm. deal with it and continue to function because we can't just shut everything down. Um, unfortunately, it happens still because it gets out of control and that some of the coronaviruses are pretty um, contagious right now. So mm. everybody has to be vigilant and understand that even if you're vaccinated, somebody that can't get vaccinated or something, you know, it's still a very dangerous situation. I understand that being shut down for that. Let me see. The program for how do you get the program into schools? Do you contact each high school and do they... So when we relaunched the program, it is currently back open and accepting applications. Okay. Um, I went around to all Murray County Public Schools by myself and just handed out this material because I felt it was good for people. So many people get caught up in just sending emails and social and email communication is guilty. great. I'm guilty. Well, it's great, but <laughs> I feel like to really... To really make a, an impression for a program like this, you need to do it in person. And so I went around in person and talked to each of the representatives from the schools, told them, hey, this is going to be a great program for your students. Can you I please like send this out to the parents? Yeah. And then I followed up with an email that they could send out to all the parents so that they would know that this was available. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do on the communication standpoint oh, uh, for Murray County Public great. Schools. And we'll go ahead and get that information out there to let more people know. Is there a timing aspect? Um, so we're actually... Actually, still in the process um, of getting through this year's Explorer program. Um, we'll probably relaunch our last year's Explorer program because we had to shut down a few of the okay. meetings again due to COVID. Um, but we didn't want to shut down the entire program. But we should pick back up probably in the spring, I would imagine, okay. um, with a brand new, exciting Explorer program. But we're accepting applications all the time. And the application can be found on the city's website, cityofcolumbia.com. All right. Well, I mean, told we got to go to break, but we will get that information out to the masses through Murray County Public Schools. This is the Big Yellow School Bus brought to you by Caledonian Financial. We'll be back after these minutes from our, these words from our sponsors. 
Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. Front Porch Radio from Mule Tennessee. Woo! Woo! <laughs> In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us. Good morning, everybody. This is Clayton Harris coming to you live from the WKOM WKRM studios in downtown Columbia with a special announcement this morning that one generation away will be distributing free groceries, uh, buggies full of food uh, that could include milk, juice, free, uh, fresh vegetables, uh, fruit, canned goods, cakes, bread, rice, all kinds of things this morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., at Columbia State Community College at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. Uh, it'll be in the back parking lot off Rutherford Lane. Uh, and again, that's one generation away, giving away free groceries this morning for anybody in need at Columbia State Community College from 9 a.m. to 11 o'clock today off of Rutherford Lane in the back parking lot at Columbia State Community College. Now we go back to our regularly scheduled type work and want to work for a great local company. Call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus brought to you by Caledonian Financial. We are here with City of Columbia Fire and Rescue, Hannah Miller. Hello. Hey, Hannah. We have... Mason Potts. Hey, hey. Mason, I'm going to come right back to you. (laughs) And we have Chris Chumley. Hello. Good morning. Mason, we've already been talking a little bit. when You talked a little bit about the Explorer program, but tell our listening audience a little about who you are. Uh, Are you from this area, et cetera? Uh, So, like you said, my name is Mason Potts. Uh, Born and raised here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, I'm currently a firefighter EMT on Truck 3 at Station 3 on Bear Creek Pike. 
Um, oh man, that is a yeah. beautiful station. I went out there for the um, the ribbon cutting. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. I'd, I had no idea. I mean, I'd been to Station One, but I just, you know, mostly walking in the garage and stuff. That is fabulous. Yeah, it's a beautiful place out there. And the the how they did it, um, the architecture, I guess you call it, of the building, was modeled after the one that was downtown, I believe. Correct. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, it sits right behind our elementary school, um, Howell Elementary School. Yes, sir. And it's kind of majestic sitting up there. It's up on a hill, and the architecture is amazing. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I just couldn't resist when you said Station 3. Um, it's yeah. pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, I mean, it's even worth taking a, a drive by. They did a great job with that. You know, it was modeled after the original station downtown, which um, was one of the first fire stations on North Garden Street where the city parking garage is now. Yeah, and there are pictures of that yes. that structure in the building mm-hmm. in, at, in Station 3. Mm-hmm. It was a great tour, by the way. Um, they told me I could do the pole. I chose the <laughs> stairs just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Go ahead, Mason. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a ride down that pole. <laughs> yeah, I, well, the, and the guy that was giving us our they bunch of people, a bunch of firefighters, they're giving tours, small groups, and he goes, "You just go like this," and phew, he was gone. I'm like, I think I'm going down the stairs. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I'm out of station three. I love it out there. Uh, so we uh, we stay decently busy out that way. So it's nice. So well, let me ask you this. Okay, you, you're a fairly new firefighter, and I'm put you on the spot here and say. What was your most? Um, I don't want to say dangerous or fun. I want. What was your most interesting call that you can you've been on? Um, Ooh, that's a hard one. It is a kind <laughs> of a hard one. Do you have one that you can share? Mm, I don't know. I, every day is just different. I like that aspect of it. So I mean, uh, shoot, I that's do a like hard question. I do like where I have a job. In fact, my first career was a job where it was very boring, okay? You went in and you did the same thing every day. It was a production job mm-hmm. and a manufacturing job. And I, it was like, okay, I'm really more versatile than just coming in and doing ABC, ABC, ABC over and over again every day, which is production and manufacturing. So I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to become like a absentee replacement operator, which gave me the opportunity to do everybody's jobs. And I loved it because I loved that versatility. So I, I understand what you're saying about versatility and being able to, you really don't know every day mm-hmm. from day to day what you're going to be doing. Now, if if you don't have any big call that you want to share, I'll, I'll let Chris do that because I can see him over there. Yeah, his, eyes are, his eyes are going, <laughs> I got one to share. I guarantee well, this. I, I don't have any one particular call, but my favorite calls are childbirths. And, Absolutely. And they, Bringing a child into the world. It's it's positive for me, and even if you're having you know a bad day or you just ran a bad call and you get a childbirth call, you know, Everything is fine, and then you you birth the child, and like you said, another life comes into the world, and and it's a positive, it's uplifting for me. Absolutely, I didn't even think about that as part of your EMT and and how you guys make calls, um, where somebody calls, "I'm having a baby, and I need help," you know, and you're like, "Bam, we're here." <laughs> so, have you done that yet? I've uh, assisted with two, so assisted with two. All right, Coach, during the break, you mentioned you had a a question for our team here today. Yeah, on the Explorer... uh, program and stuff like that. What's I, I know this is this is the one that the, the all the kids would be probably interested in. How involved or how much can they do w- with an actual call? 
Uh, do they get to participate or not? Well, hold. Let me rephrase it. I know they can participate because of all the extensive training you guys have got to do to be able to do that. But what do they get to do when they when they go on that? So, in order to actually go on calls, so the Explorer program just takes place either at the fire station, one of our five stations, or you can participate in the community outreach events. But in order to actually respond to emergency calls, the Explorer will have to participate in our ride along program in addition to the Explorer program. So, that's something that they can fill out um, in advance. Each day that they ride out, if they want to plan on riding out um, a little bit before they go in for their Explorer meeting or during the meeting in case, you know, one of the guys catches a call, um, they will have to have that paperwork filled out and they will be able to actually ride along on the fire truck to the call. But they are not allowed to participate. Um, They're allowed to watch and observe and take instruction from their commanding officer. Um, but we won't actually let them do hands-on patient care or anything like that. But they do get the experience of seeing exactly how all of that works from the time of the alarm to arrival on scene. They get to witness all of that communication. They get to witness department staff interacting with patients. Um, it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So basically it's, you know, you get to stay, get to ride on the truck. And when you get to the scene, it's kind of stay on the truck. Yes. Let us do our job. Now. Yes. Watch, watch and learn. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Some of that could be dangerous. Um, that's really cool that you have that opportunity yeah. to be able to experience it ahead of time. Back to my comments before the break, you know, being on the fire truck, I mean, like, hey, I want to go in the parade with the fire truck and on the fire truck. So yeah. remember that big yellow school bus guy when you next parade, he wants to ride on the fire truck. So <laughs> hint, hint, hint. OK, so let's go on now. If you've taken the cadet program and you seem to be interested, what is the next step? Is it the cadet program? So if you have completed the Explorer program and you've decided that the fire service is for you, the cadet program would be the logical next step for you. So you could um, apply at the age of 18, and if you would be accepted, now, again, the cadet program is a position. It's a part-time position within our department, so you can only apply when a position comes available. Okay. But we actually have a location on our website where you can sign up to receive updates when a posting has been put so out there. a cadet program is basically a new hire. It is a new hire, so absolutely, but it's not full-time. Step. Okay. You're still a probationary employee for a full year, and you're only part-time, but that would start that whole cadet program process. So the first thing that you would do would be to go through the two-week orientation that everyone undergoes at the fire department. Let me, let me talk, ask a question about the ages. Yeah. You, the Explorer program is 14 to 20 years old. Yes. So that means there's an overlap. At 18, you can hire in as a cadet. Right. So right. there's that eight, that 18 to 20 is not necessarily a high school student. It's actually people that are out of school and ha- maybe they're working at the local fast food restaurant and they're thinking, you know, I need to do something else. And yeah. that fire guy comes through the drive through every morning on his way, way to his 24 hour shift. And I really like that. So maybe I want to investigate that. So they yeah. can take the cadet program also. They no, can the, take the, the Explorer, Explorer program. program. Right. right. That's interesting. I, I thought I was thinking it was just for high school, but it's actually Typically, for, it is for older people as well, all the way up to age 20. But we almost we almost don't see that. And that's not to discourage anyone who's older. No, but who there is an opportunity taste. there, right. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is primarily high school students. So say you're enrolled at Columbia State Community College and you're on a career path that you think you want to go on, but you're like, hmm, 
maybe I'd go explore this program, the Explorer program with yeah. the City of Columbia um, Fire and Rescue. So there's an opportunity there for somebody that may be out of high school that decides they want to go. So that's interesting right Absolutely. there in itself because our listening audience is going, wow, I didn't know that either. So I can go check it out and get an idea if that's something I want to pursue Yep. even after high school. But it starts as early as eighth grade or complete. No, ninth, right. ninth grade because you have to complete, have to complete eighth, eighth grade. grade. So it's yep. ninth grade. Very cool. Um, tell us a little bit more about the cadet program. Now, Mason, you've been through. Are you graduated cadet now? You're full time yes, firebrand. Yes, sir. So you did the part time year and then came on duty full time. Actually, I got hired on as a cadet like four days after I graduated high school. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's was, pretty cool. Yeah, um, you didn't even get a chance to go no. on uh, that high school, you no. know, graduation trip down to the beach or anything. No, sir, <laughs> I didn't. But no, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I walked right in there. At, uh, eight, I was yeah, right. At, I was eighteen, and um, I enjoyed that program because, uh, like Hannah said earlier, it gave me the opportunity to go to Columbia State and get my MT license and all that. So once I got that done. I was able to go to the Tennessee Fire and Codes Academy in uh, Bell Buckle and complete my uh, fire academy. So that is cool. So you're also an EMT. Yes, sir. Okay, I didn't have that in my notes. <laughs> I had that you were a firefighter. And now, are all firefighters EMTs? Hannah, are you an EMT? I am an EMT. Okay, we're good hands here today, Coach. <laughs> yeah. it's we don't have to worry. Okay, um, you know, I'm getting up there, and if I fell on the floor, you'd be like, "Hey, we got this." <laughs> they can we take got care you. of me. Yeah. If we, we want to get you. hurt, now's the time to do it. Heck yeah, we got three of them in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask this question: Are EMT? Are every firefighter? Is every firefighter an EMT? Every um, new firefighter that is hired on or new fire cadet will have to complete an EMT license. So that is something that was started quite a few years ago. So there are still some older members of the department who may have not got that license. Most of them do. Okay. But there are a few who are still emergency medical responders. So today's world, if you're going to be a firefighter, you're also going to be an EMT. At least least at the basic level. So actually a lot of our um, department members are advanced EMTs and also paramedics. So Chris, Chris, you're an advanced EMT? Yes. Yes. So she what calls the... you Chumley because that's what you do. <laughs> you do that with you. And I just call you Chris. If you call, if you call me Chris outside of here, I won't even recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chumley. All right, so and I find that interesting, too, that we have that level of training, not just firefighter, right? but EMT, and it's mm-hmm. part of the job now. Yes, big part of it. Again, almost you know, 75 80% of our calls are medical calls. Interesting. Perfect. Coach, did you know that? I, I knew that a lot of their calls were other than fire, yeah, absolutely. you know, and, and, and stuff like that. One thing I was going to ask about, and I may be jumping the gun a Go little ahead. bit on this. Uh, I know because of the structure of your schedules, it allows you to do a lot of other things as well, both in the community and for yourself. I know, uh, I know of at least two of them. One owns a construction company mm. and then runs another one, uh, uh, <laughs> one one I know owns a landscaping company right. or, or something like that. Uh, another one runs a farm. You know, he, he runs a farm in his in his stuff, and that's one of the things so, that uh, I think going in that if you're looking at this career, uh, not only are you a full time firefighter, but you can also pursue other things. I know uh, Chris is involved in in helping with uh, with our school situations. He's a he's a football coach. Uh, and, and stuff and has has the time to do that 
and still, you know, uh, serve his community as as a as a firefighter. So that's that's one thing that's a very pl- uh, big plus. Um, as far as the career is concerned, is that you can have, you know, I guess what's the slang term, a side hustle, a side out hustle. there, yeah, a side hustle out there, and can uh, can make a really, really good living for yourself, along with being a full time, you know, firefighter with all the benefits and bells and whistles that come with that. So, I have just one comment that I remembered from talking with some of my friends and, and stuff, and, and my interaction with Chris uh, uh, here at the station. I recall a lot of my friends are firefighters. Yes, they do have other jobs or other interests and things they do. So what's a typical schedule for a firefighter? Is it um, three? How many shifts of 24 hours per week do you work? So we are on 24 hours, off 48 hours. I went in yesterday morning, clocked in at 7. I clocked out at 7 a.m. this morning. I'll have today and tomorrow off, then I'll go back in. Uh, Sunday, I guess. So I'll clock back in on Sunday. So you'll so work that repetitive. Yes. Okay. Yep. Every three days. So you don't have like a seven day work week. You no. have a one on two off one on two off Correct. scenario. So that way everybody staggers and you have enough people on duty. So you have, you have three shifts and each will work and then it starts over and then each shift will work. In. So I, I would call it like an ABC Correct. A, Correct. A crew Correct. is one day on the next day's B crew comes on Correct. and then they, okay, I got it. That's interesting. Um, and like you said, uh, coach that, uh, Mike Lyle, that, that gives you opportunity, right? You know, if you want to be a farmer, Mason, you, you guys have a farm, your family has a farm, you yes, have sir. a farm. Yes, sir. And so, and you have other interests where you do with coaching and, and with our school district. Correct. Where, which school, which school? Columbia Academy. At Columbia Academy. Um, Love Club McKenna. We had him on there on the show last week. We had a, a young man that was the um, the I guess they call him the chairman of the Columbia Mayor's Youth mm-hmm. Council. Very very young, nice young man, and I'm, I'm actually good friends with Dr. James Thomas um, up at Columbia Academy. Great place. Um, of course, we're public schools, so we always want to promote our public schools, but they are great also. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the levels from cadet. Okay, so you get into the cadet program, you're on it for a year, and then I see in my notes that um, you have different levels of firefighter, like one and two and basic EMT. Who wants to touch on some of that, you know, where where you go right after a cadet? Do you have to get hired on full-time after being a cadet? Is that like a... Um, you will be considered for full-time employment. And it doesn't you, guarantee you a job. It doesn't guarantee you because technically you're a probationary employee for one full year. And that goes for anybody at the fire department okay. or within the city. Um, but you're hired on as a cadet. You complete your training. And then at the end of your training, so EMT school is 15 weeks. And depending on how quickly they can get you into a class at the Tennessee Fire and Code Enforcement Academy, that's 10 weeks from there. So it can take up to a year, but it typically is less time than that. It just depends on when the position opens and when the classes are available. But at the end of all of that training, you will be considered for full-time employment. You'll have the opportunity to apply as a full-time firefighter. Very cool. And I'm going to assume that you're like everybody else around here right now. You're needing people, so they're going to – the opportunities are going to be there. We actually just hired four new full-time firefighters. 
So we have a lot of interest in our department. We're not struggling quite as bad as some of the other businesses are around here. I think a lot of people, especially after what we've all been through the past couple of years, are wanting to get more community oriented and they're wanting to get more focused on what they really want to do. And so I think that we're getting some people who may have not made this jump um, if it wasn't for all the things that have been happening with the coronavirus and I, I, will, I will chime in and say it's probably su- the success of being fully staffed is because of your public education program. You're, you're letting people know you have a cadet or an explorer program, excuse me, in the school district. Yeah. Um, growing up, if you were a, a little boy and you didn't dream of being a fireman, I don't know what's wrong because <laughs> I, I did. Um, I don't know. I'm sure both of you gentlemen did. Maybe you did even. Um, it's something that you see, and it's very cool. So yeah. I'm not surprised that you may be fully staffed right now, but I'm, I'm and I'm very happy you are. It's also a job that's not ever going to go away because of it's. You can't shut down the fire department. Absolutely, we're Chris. always here. Hey, that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, uh, I landscaped for a long time, and landscaping may go away one day. Or I may not be able to landscape someday. The fire service will never go away. I know that every third day there will be a medical call or there will be a fire alarm or a community event that that we attend. That will always be there where other things may not be. And so it's, it's a sense of security to know that you can provide for your family. Absolutely. That's, that is a great uh, sense of security. Um, the whole the whole idea of public service and growing up seeing it and seeing the videos and seeing everything that's going on um you created a really cool video when you came on board of um some some it was a house fire wasn't it and there was a promotional video you did it just it just kind of i seen it i think you put it on social media mm-hmm. and i was like wow that is so cool and, you know, then you have the TV aspect where the sensationalization, like the shows like 911, which is a fun show to watch. Um, I, I don't know how realistic it is. You know, you guys could chime in later. Um, but it, it is so cool. And I am so happy that we have the Columbia Fire and Rescue here today. But I am being told we have to take a break and let our sponsors talk. So we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is Rick Tillis. It is hard to believe that Tillis Georgia opened a year ago this month. We love being a part of downtown Columbia, and we thank you all for the support, and we are looking forward to serving you in 2022. If you have not had a chance to stop by, we would love to meet you. Tillis Jewelry is a full-service jewelry repair and custom design shop. We carry beautiful jewelry from vintage to one-of-a-kind custom pieces. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg, owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, and Terry, registered gemologist, assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. WKRM 103.7 FM, your home for classic hits. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We're here with the City of Columbia Fire and Rescue, Hannah Miller. Hi, Hannah. Hello. We've got Chris Chumley. Hello. And Mason Potts. Good morning. And Mason, and and I, I, I really think it's cool. We talked earlier before the break about being a firefighter and an EMT. Way to go, young man. <laughs> Thanks, sir. What are you, like, um, 20, 21 now? 20. All right, cool. 20 years old. And a firefighter in Columbia. All right, so let's talk a little bit about some of the requirements. And we talked uh, about it in the break and, and some of the firefighter one, two, et cetera requirements. Who wanted to cover that? I can. All right, Chumley. So firefighter one is the basic firefighter skills. That will be fire suppression, foam, um, search and rescue inside a, a blacked out structure and firefighter two will be hydrant maintenance, um, hydrant paperwork, water system, uh, sprinkler system paperwork, and public education events. And so, with firefighter two certifications, you will you will kind of dive into more of the behind the scenes of what you will do as opposed to cutting on cars or putting out fires. All right. So you mentioned in that statement rescue. One thing we haven't talked about, we've talked about firefighters and and some of the great things like um, going to calls where there's a new baby coming into the world. Um, Let me ask Mason. Mason, what part of rescue are you trained for? Oh, so right now uh, I just have the basic firefighter one and firefighter two certification. Okay. Uh, But in the future, I am going to go start going to school, get more certifications. Since I am new, uh, I'm just in the process of getting all my prerequisites and all. That okay, so you're not school. actually assigned to one of the rescue units. So, well, I'm right now. I'm at Station Three, and my station we're in charge of the hazmat 
uh, stuff. So okay, yes, sir. So that would be a good good position too, because like hazmat spills most likely would happen on an expressway with right. a eighteen wheeler. Um, getting in a, uh, an accident and spilling something. Since right? we are, it's nice since we are so close. To That's what I was thinking. There, yeah, so. Chris, can you tell me what are the levels and what are the different types of rescue that we provide here in the city of Columbia Fire and Rescue? So you'll see, uh, I have a list here. You'll see swift water rescue, high and low angle rope rescue, hazmats, uh, hazmat program, SARS program, which is search and rescue. And then um, Station 5 is over RIT, which is Rapid Intervention Team. Well, that water one, I think we tend to get a lot of flooding in this area because when we get two or three days where the rain, the right. rain doesn't have anywhere to go. So the the river levels go up and the creeks go up. And, and I've seen on our um, local me- social media and newspapers where you guys have had to go out and rescue people that have mm-hmm. their cars. They, they thought they could get across that road. And what is the saying about water on a road? You you know, if it's turn around, do not drown. Yes. Turn around, turn around, and do not drown. Okay, that's good advice, Hannah. Thank you. For, I knew there was a saying, and and I and I knew you would know it. So, um, <laughs> that the fact that we have all these different rescue units, and 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 did you say that each station has their specialty? Yes. So station number one. So is, station one, conveniently located near Duck River, they will be swift water. Station two will be high and low angle rope rescue, uh, conveniently located near the hospital. Mm-hmm. And station three will be over the hazmat program. And, of course, then their district, they'll have the interstate, Bear Creek Pike, and Nashville Highway, which are three main roads in the city. Station four is search and rescue, and station five is red. Which station is the one in Spring Hill? The... Station next to Spring Hill High School yeah. will be Station 5. That's Station 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was associated with General Motors for a long time, and, and I like the fact that that station was so close to the plant right. in case of emergencies. Um, you know, we talked about how you guys are basically the first responders in an emergency, usually the first ones to get there. So numerous times when we had things happen at the plant, that station was on location in matter of like seconds, it seemed like it right. was so fast how they could get through the gates and get into the plant and help out. Um, I love the fact that we have all these rescues um, um, abilities here in our county. And is that a full facet that covers pretty much every facet of what rescue yes. needs to be done? And we and we also have other um, personnel that have other certifications, such as uh, we have a few with confined space and, and different things like that, and. We have certifications across the board. Um, I have a rope op certification, but I'm not at Station 2. I'm at Station 1. Okay. So that everybody will be all spread out, but your station is is kind of your general location for the certifications. And, and, and I'll say you guys are the first to run into a house on fire to put it out versus me running out of the house on fire to save my life. Thank you for being a firefighter, y'all. It's so important in this society that we have people that do this thing. Hannah, tell us a little bit more about if the our your how to become a firefighter, the cadet. You know, where do we get the information? Is it via the website? Is it via your social media? So 
to get the applications um, to be submitted and to find out all of those steps and processes, if you want to learn more information, you would check out the City of Columbia's website at columbiatn.com. You would just click on the Columbia Fire and Rescue tab, and you'll see a Join CFR page, and it has a little tab on either side that covers all of these three programs, the Explorer program, the Cadet program, and the Ride Along program. And if you're just looking for general information or you want to find out about what your local department is doing in the community, if you want to find out updates about road closures, you know, bad weather, safety issues, check out our Facebook page at Columbia TN Fire. We're also on Instagram, Columbia TN Fire. Are you the social media manager? I am. Yeah, me too for the school district. It's a fun job. <laughs> it so is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a commercial, and then we're going to get into our shout-outs. Are you interested in a career in fire service? Become a fire cadet. On-the-job training, no, exp- no prior EMS or fire experience is required, and it's possible full-time employment opportunity upon completion of the cadet program. Mm-hmm. So as Hannah said, you can find more at the Columbia City website or on her social media page. So it's about that time that we were almost out of time here. And traditionally on the Big Yellow School Bus, we like to do shout-outs. So ladies first. Hannah, do you have a shout-out for us today? I would like to shout-out to General Motors and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation for their partnership with us to provide a car seat program to our community and also a safe driving program, which we are currently working with Murray County Public Schools to get launched. Um, thank you, General Motors, and thank you, Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, for all you do with us and all you do for your community. That's a great one because I am a GM retiree, so I really appreciate that. That's awesome. All right, sir. Um, Mr. Potts, what's your shout-out for today? Uh, I'm going to shout-out my uh, family for uh, supporting me through the beginning of my career and helping me get started. So, I love a good shout-out to family. I've shouted out my family. I can't tell you how many times was it, um, Coach Lyle. It seems like I like to shout-out my children, too. <laughs> um, it's it. You can't do a lot of what you do without family support, right. and, you know, and that's so important. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Chumley. Well, I'm going to touch on family, and I may break I may break a rule. I'm going to do two quick ones. First off, my wife, Rachel. Without my wife, I couldn't do any of this, and she puts up with a lot, as everybody in here knows. So <laughs> we're all very appreciative of her. And then second, also my other family, uh, all the personnel, the suppression personnel uh, for City Fire. We are really a family, and, and they have helped me since I started back in 2018. They took me in, and, and they do a lot that people don't realize. Work is family also. It really is. We have our families at home to support us, but the families at work are a big part of our lives. All right, Mike? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take the, the easy way out this week and, and stuff like that. I, I want to give my shout-out to all the, the Columbia firefighters and, for, you know, for, for what they do. Uh, as, as Jack mentioned earlier, when everybody else is running away from the fire to get to save themselves and stuff like that, you guys strap on your equipment and you run into the fire to, to put it out to find those people that need to be helped and, and, and stuff like that. But not only do you, you know, the ex, the exciting and the, the, the heroic part, y'all are – such great uh, community ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, you're involved, you know, during your off times, you're really not off. You know, you're, you're out there, you represent the community, you represent Columbia so well, you, you get involved with, you know, the schools, you get involved with the community and, and, and stuff like that. So 
just a you know just a general shout out uh, to those people to to everybody that's involved with the with the fire department and uh, what they do not only in the fire and rescue element but also in the community element. Uh, also, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Shout out to my wife. Uh, you know, in the last year and a half, I've done a career change myself, and she has been very very patient with me. Uh, with the time and the schedules, uh, I thought coaching schedule was a crazy schedule. Uh, the radio station is just about as as crazy as it, as it comes to. So, man, you guys are putting me on the spot here today because mine was all about family today. So I'm going to echo, you know, just what you said, Chris. It's the family at home and all the support, like you said, Mr. Potts, and it's the family you work with. My shout out is to the relationships that we build in our community, in our work, in our homes. So shout out to everybody that supports us and the support you give back to them. It's very important. It's like having a built-in emergency response team by having family that supports you. So I loved your shout out, Coach Lyle and Chumley and Mr. Potts and Hannah. Shouting out to my former career Thank you very much. I think we're about out of time, Mike. So that'll be that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. We had the City of Columbia Fire and Rescue, Hannah Miller, Chris Chumley, and Mason Potts with us today. Thanks and have a great day. for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. 